Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. This is Taco Tuesday on SilverScreenRoll.com and Silver Screen and Roll podcast everywhere. I'm Alex Padilla at Alex Padilla 86. He's Alex Regla at Alex M. Regla coming at you on a Tuesday evening. Alex, how are you? Doing well, man. How you doing? I'm doing uh, pretty good. Uh, tuning into this Lakerless playoffs, and it's I'm really not trying to talk trash, but it is jarring to see good basketball. <laughs> night in and night out almost like i forgot what it looked like watching the warriors last night it's like the lakers wouldn't have beat any of these teams i don't know what anybody was talking about like oh in a seven game se- no no chance do they beat the suns no chance do they beat the warriors or the maybe maybe the grizzlies who knows but yeah it's definitely a different caliber of basketball being being played right now and just like the caliber of talent on the floor like we talked about it a lot this season, like how much the team had to rely on guys from the G league and undrafted mm-hmm. rookies. And I'm not sure how many of those guys would even be in the rotation for some of these playoff teams. So uh, it's pretty stark, the difference between how the Lakers were playing and how they looked versus the teams that are still going right now. How have you enjoyed the playoffs so far? Are you watching it as a bitter Laker fan <laughs> where like, I wish we were in this damn thing. Are you watching it as like enjoying just the good basketball is there storylines that you're keeping an eye on? Is there players you're keeping an eye on? Is there coaches you're keeping an eye on? How are you watching it? It's a little of everything, honestly. Like, obviously, there's it's a little bittersweet to not have the Lakers in the playoffs because so used to that mm-hmm. just as a Laker fan. But are uh, we though? For the most part, as I would Blake? say for yeah. <laughs> I would say like I know outside the years where they actually win championships, it's kind of up and down, but um yeah, as just like a basketball fan, it, it's really fun. Like that Boston Brooklyn game was was awesome, and um, it's cool to see a lot of young players like like Anthony Edwards and uh, just seeing all these young guys kind of be able to be uh, on this stage is really cool. But in terms of like specifics, what I'm looking for, of course, there's a couple uh, teams with certain head coaches. I'm keeping an eye on to see how they perform specifically, and uh, like who, uh, yeah. I would say like Nick Nurse is a guy, oh, Toronto, okay. that Toronto series. I'm definitely, uh, I'm not mad at the, where it's at right now. I'm not <laughs> mad that it's uh, Philadelphia 2-0, but uh, yeah. What about you? Who, who are you looking at? Oh, well, you know, Anthony tweeted out that everybody on Silver Screen and Roll uh, got assigned or picked a team to follow in the playoffs. And I chose John Morant and the Grizzlies who, as we sit here, they're about to tip off. We didn't want to do a post-game Grizzlies recap. I don't think anybody cares about that. Um, so I'm watching a little bit of Jaw, but they lost the first game, which I thought was a little bit of a surprise. Um, and I think like you, as soon as the Clippers got eliminated, like my hate watching was gone. I no longer am hate watching anybody. So it's really just enjoying basketball. I love when Steph Curry and Klay Thompson are healthy. Mm-hmm. I love watching the Warriors. I just think it's good basketball. It's fun basketball. Uh, but I think like most Laker fans, I think we're watching head coaches first, right? I think that we're all keeping an eye. Like Quinn Snyder looked absolutely miserable last night Yeah, for the Jazz while they were losing. Like if anybody nationally cared about the Jazz, what would we know about them right now? Honestly, 
if they got covered the way the Lakers get covered, what would we know about the Utah Jazz? You know, everybody makes their jokes that Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell like hate each other ever since the COVID thing. But honestly, man, like I feel like there's so much going on there that we don't know because it's Utah. Mm-hmm. And so that's an interesting thing. Nick Nurse, obviously, Laker fans probably. Well, Alex, we did run a poll after last week's episode where we talked about the odds of becoming the next Lakers head coach. And we are not with the pulse of the fans because it was over a thousand votes. Okay. And Mark Jackson was the favorite picked in that poll. And I gave other as an option. So it was Nick Nurse. I can find it real quick. Um, it. Let me find the results before I... I'm, because, I'm really? Mark Jackson? Yes. Okay. I'm curious how many people were non-Laker fans voted for on that one. because Well, it, it's posted on silverscreenandroll.com, like under okay. our podcast. So it's people that read our... Because... Um, or listened to our podcast. So here yeah, you go. I, I know a lot of non-Laker fans here who are actively rooting for Mark Jackson right. to be the next head coach. So with over 1,200 votes cast on silverscreenandroll.com, I said, who do you want to be the Lakers' next head coach? The least favorite was Quinn Snyder at 8%. <laughs> wow, okay. 9% Doc Rivers. 9% was other, and I didn't even bother reading who the others were. 24% Nick Nurse. And 48% yeah. Mark Jackson. There's got to be some trolling there for sure. <laughs> I mean, maybe Mark not. Jackson. Maybe I'm, we're, we're in the mi- minority and... Uh... That, yeah, maybe there's a lot of Mark Jackson fans out there. Right. So me and you, we can come in here and start talking about Nick Nurse and how we're happy that he's losing 2-0. And the Sixers are likely to win that series and and in advance. And Nick Nurse gets eliminated in the first round. And now the rumors can start there. Quinn Snyder, I mean, they're one and one, right? And Luca's coming back the next game. Doesn't look that great for the Jazz. He could be eliminated in the first round. The more rumors will start there. Someone we didn't talk about though. And I don't. I think this is a massive pipe dream, because he wasn't listed on the thing. Was but a lot of people replied on our tweets to Eric Spolstra, like, wow, yeah. What what happens if the Heat don't make a run and Eric Spolstra becomes available? I I just feel like like Spo is like a guy like Popovich, where like as long as he wants to be a coach there, I I just can't see the Heat making that change. Uh, I mean, he would be incredible. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. But I never really I mean, considered him as a realistic option. I don't know. And, you know, winning time hasn't gone this far in advance to know how it ended with Pat Riley or what Pat. I don't even know what Pat Riley thinks about the Lakers. But Pat, Pat Riley knows what it is to be the coach of the Lakers when they're good. If 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 Spolstra wanted a change of scenery, you got, you know, you got Pat Riley there being like, you know, there's nothing like LA, man. Like, there's <laughs> nothing like being the coach. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just, you know, if we're gonna throw Eric Spolcher's name out there, let's just be ridiculous to the max, right? Sure, why not? At this point, <laughs> you can say any name, and I'm probably like, sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> not every name. There's Mike, some names I, I, yeah. I would, yeah, like I, yeah, Mike Brown. That's still wild to me that his name is coming <laughs> up here. And it's not even that like he's a horrible coach or he's like, from all accounts, like, is he still in Golden State? Is he still an assistant? I have to look it up. Okay. I mean, from all accounts, like I, he did really good work there and like he did good work other places. Like it's not he's a bad coach or anything. It's just uh, the retread there seems like it's unrealistic. But yeah, but in terms of like 
coach watching or as Laker fans, I am curious how Laker fans are kind of tackling the playoffs. If they're kind of rooting for certain teams to lose because of those coaches, maybe be being available. And like, I picked, like you said, you picked Memphis. I picked Toronto because of the Nick nurse situation, but also because of their roster construction. Like they're the complete antithesis of the Lakers roster construction where they have literally six foot eight guys, like 10 of them. And yeah. the Lakers only had a few. So like they had Stanley Johnson on that team a year ago. And they're like, no, we have better versions of you here. So it's Not just us. To, to see like the different philosophies there. And then if Nick Nurse were to leave, like does he bring that roster philosophy here? And does it even matter? Does Nick, is Nick Nurse enough? How, how am I trying to frame this question? So he won't is, be free. You can't just go sign Nick Nurse either. Right. I mean, if, if we're talking about trading the 2027 first-round pick for a coach, you can count me out. Maybe more. Because it, who knows if Nick Nurse makes it to 2027. That's so far away. You know, like, not only are you going to leverage your future, you don't even know if this guy's going to be part of your – like, I don't know. I don't think Nick Nurse comes in here and makes his team an immediate contender as also, constructed. Like, that's a great point. Also, like, how much power does Nick Nurse have here? Right or, or influence like this, like I just mentioned, the roster. Does he have a lot of say in terms of what game plan they use, right. what players they go target? Because if you're getting like a diluted version of Nick Nurse, then obviously what's it's the point? It. Yeah. Then what's the point? You might as well bring in Mark Jackson. You know, at that point, it's it's it. That's what's concerning, I think, for me. And I don't know if Laker fans, because clearly we don't share the same opinions as the Laker fans that that at least voted on that poll. Um, I think that is a big concern. When you hire a head coach, you have to work in harmony with that coach. In my opinion, I think when you're get when you're when the front office is running the team, mm-hmm. when the front office is running starting lineups, you know, it's a very baseball thing to do. That's a very front office analytics thing yeah. to do. It's not something that necessarily that I know of that works in the NBA. Mm-hmm. You have GMs that hire and trust head coaches. And you can look across the league at, at coaches that have trust of their front office that are successful. Um, I don't think it works that way in the NBA, and I don't like it. So I want a coach that's A, established, that B, can demand the, the attention, the respect of the locker room, and B, I don't think they're going to hire a coach that they're going to give full authority to, or I mean C, so at least someone that they will work with. Because clearly – Clearly, Vogel was never the first choice, and they never planned on keeping him long term. He just happened to win a championship. Yeah, and um, as you listed those things off, I was trying to run through my head, like, okay, which coach actually meets that criteria? And I would say, like, Nick Nurse, because he's a championship winning coach. He's pretty vocal in the media mm-hmm. uh, with his players, opposing players. Like him and Embiid had a full on two-minute conversation yeah. on the sideline last game. Um, outside of him, like, Quinn Snyder's a solid coach, but is he just another kind of vulgar? I'd trade a first-rounder for Eric Spolstra. Would you? Yeah. So, so, so yeah. But, again, like, that, that's the thing. You have to negotiate with the other team. You can't just say, we'll give you a first. I know. And the other team can, like, give us 10 firsts. Right. Like, there's no, like... Of course, I know. But it's, you know, you're... I get it. And it's, it's just the, uh, the idea of giving away a coach or giving away picks for a coach just seems like ludicrous to me. Yeah. But 
I mean, it's 2027, you know, <laughs> like it's so hard to think that far in advance. Like LeBron's not going to be around in 2027. Mm-hmm. Who knows if Anthony Davis will be around in 2027? Like who knows what the Lakers will look like in 2027, especially if you start talking about multiples, then we're talking about 2029. And that's like, like that's a lifetime in the NBA. That is, yeah. And you want to make sure that like, if you trade that pick or you're ready to make that, that, that swing and bring a guy in like Nick nurse. And like we've mentioned, like you better give him all a lot of authority in terms of letting him be who he is and how he's found success, or I'm not comfortable with training picks for any coach with given the front office we have right now, or the kind of, yeah. um, kind of like we talked about how in baseball, you kind of have that mutual kind of dialogue going on and stuff. And like, we had a report earlier this year where I believe it was Rob Plinka and Kurt Rambis sat in during yeah. coaches meetings yeah and coaches did not like that yeah you can't have that no can't have that but i think that's what i mean by you need a coach that comes in that's established and you know i th- i think the both of us thought highly way more highly of frank vogel than like the national media does at least i i mean i know i did mm-hmm. i just kind of respected what he did coming in here and winning the championship and it looked like he was working in harmony with the players I don't know what was happening behind the scenes, but it looked like he really, really knew what to do in that bubble season. He knew even before they got to the bubble, it seemed like he was besides the Rondo thing. I'm not going to forget about the things that he did wrong. It seemed like he really knew what he was doing and they just took every piece away from him. And they're like, don't let the Jenga pieces fall. And he's just like, every, you know, it's like you took all the pieces. So I think that they have, they have to have someone established. If Nick Nurse is that guy, great. He's won a championship. He won it in Toronto. You know, with Kawhi and Pascal Siakam, people probably think LeBron and AD are a better duo than those two, combined at least. So that's why I think he gets a lot of credit in my eyes. Quinn Snyder, because I feel like he's just completely underachieved with the Jazz in the playoffs. Like, it's great to be a regular season good team, but you got to do something in the playoffs, and he just hasn't. So he doesn't excite me at all. And other than that, I don't want Doc Rivers, dude. I don't want Doc Rivers. All the other names on the list, they're just not that all. Like, that's why last week I was like, I'd rather go get a coach from college that's established, which I know is like way from the left field, but that's just me. No, yeah. Like, it's not. I mean, there are some key names. Like, I I, I wouldn't be mad at Quinn Snyder uh, just because I feel like when you have a player like Rudy Gobert, on your team. Obviously there's a lot of positives to that, but there's also a lot of kind of, I wouldn't say even negatives, but just you have to work around him in a specific way. Like you, if you have a Rudy Gobert, you're playing a certain style and there's not a lot of flexibility you have there. So I wonder what he can do defensively with a guy like AD who's a little more versatile. And um, so I wouldn't hate that. And, and I'm not sure if you have to, I'm not sure what his status is. He might get fired or who knows, but, Maybe you can get a Quinn Snyder without giving up picks. And uh, that would be good. Like I, I'm not sure giving up picks for a coach is the move, uh, regardless of the name, really. this option. But I just feel like when it, going back to Nick Nurse, your team, the Raptors, I just feel like he's done a lot with a little. Oh, and, maybe, and, and maybe it's because I don't watch Raptors basketball day in and day out. Maybe they do have a much better, deeper roster than I know of. But it just the perception to me is he's done a hell of a lot with not a lot. I mean, which starting a rookie, Scotty Barnes, and yeah. Scotty Barnes is awesome, but like 
no one like who's their who would you say is their most well-known player it's got to be like if you ask someone just randomly on the street who's who's the most you, popular player you know from toronto you i guarantee you people would still say Kawhi, and <laughs> they would still think there. <laughs> but i would probably say van vliet or Siaka, maybe? See how it's like, it's a toss up, right? Like, I could, right. I mean, they also have like OG, who's great. They have Gary Trent Jr., who's really good. Scotty Barnes. Gary Trent Jr. is very good. Uh, Lakers almost traded for him at the deadline. Um, yeah, so I, they, they're just really deep. And again, they have this, they built this roster a specific way with specific strengths. And it, it wasn't maybe a full on analytics approach, but there's very specific players they targeted. And the reason they play the way they do is because they have the, the skill sets to do that. And I felt so much this year with the Lakers was like, I don't know how we can win this game just simply from a roster construction standpoint. Here's the difficulty that Rob Polinka, and then we'll move on from this topic, but here's the difficulty that Rob Polinka and Kurt Rambis are going to find themselves in. And I am lumping them together from now on, by the way. Um, it's a Polinka and, and Rambis show, whether we like it or not. The difficulty when trying to attract, attract a big name coach is that they're coming in to a completely unstable environment with the front office. This is not a front office that you could confidently say will be in charge the next two years. You can con you can, no one can confidently say Rob Polinka will be the GM next season. So if that's the case, how on earth are you going to go and get the biggest name coach or the best coach to come to the Lakers with them knowing that if we suck this year, there's a ch- there's a good chance Rob Polinka's out and I got to deal with a new GM that might have more power than Rob Polinka. There's a lot of questions they have to answer. Like I'm sure when the Lakers conduct their interviews, I'm sure a lot of coaches will be asking them a whole lot of questions during those interviews too. Cause as glamorous as the Lakers job is, and I'm sure they're going to have a lot of interest from a lot of people. I don't think it's a job that people are going to be just like dismissing completely. Like some people are, are saying it's still Lakers and you're going to yeah. get paid. Well, uh, you're going to, you're probably going to be able to coach LeBron and AD for at least two more years, probably. So, um, but at the same time, like you said, there's a lot of instability. There's a lot of chances a guy like LeBron may leave injuries. Well, We've already that. seen what happens. So yeah, I, it's not a, a sure thing that coaches are going to come in feeling uh, totally safe with here, with this setup. So Anthony Davis signed a five-year contract. Mm-hmm. He is with the Lakers at least through the 2025 season. So I, I would say a lot of coaches would like to coach someone like Anthony Davis. If- I'll say that final year is uh, Anthony Davis has an early termination option. Okay. So he can bounce that final year. If LeBron James signs an extension before we even what what does a what does a LeBron James extension look like? By the way, I think at his at his age, that's the thing. I think with um, players at that age, I think the max you can do is two. Max you could do is two. I believe I would have to get double for like check. sixty million dollars, something like that. <laughs> basically what he did with the Lakers this past extension. Okay, so let's say LeBron James signs a two year extension. To match with Anthony Davis, how about that? Because yep. they seem to really like each other. Like they're they're, I think that they're they're together on everything here with the Lakers. I don't think LeBron's acting on his own. I think him and AD are doing it. So let's say he signs a two year extension, and you have both LeBron in theory, LeBron and AD through twenty twenty five. 
from what you saw with LeBron this year, still very impressive. Obviously, age is always going to be a concern going forward. Is that enough, regardless of the front office, to draw in a good coach? I would say, like, yes and no. Like, obviously, there's, I think a lot of coaches, there's a big appeal to coaching LeBron James, right? Like, yeah, I'm sure even with the difficulties that come with that, um, that I, I, I wouldn't say that's a negative. I, I would probably say that's more of a positive than anything. Um, but the age, I think, has to be a scary part of it. Like, oh, yeah. Um, not just the age, but the salaries of, of LeBron and AD it limits your roster building like we saw this year. Um, and we'll see what happens with Westbrook. Maybe that gives them a little more flexibility. But, yeah, I, I think you as a, the Lakers probably want LeBron in-house uh, before they try to make a pitch to a coach. Yeah. So today, Eric Pincus on Bleacher Report wrote an article. And I love the question and I love the way it was framed because I think it's the most valid question when it comes to LeBron James is what's is what's best for LeBron James. Also what's best for the LA Lakers. Hmm. And I think that's a really interesting question that how do I say we will have more clarity after the upcoming season, what the answer to that question is. But Alex, do you know, does he, can he wait till the end of the season to sign an extension? Does he have to sign an extension soon? Like, what is the are there rule? NBA head contracts have so many rules. I don't know. So, like, is <laughs> yeah, that that's can he play a, the season out and then sign an extension? Does he have to sign it during the season? How does this work? I, I don't. I believe he could play the season out again. I can. I'll be correcting on that if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure he can play the rest of the season out and then figure out what they do after that. But um, so is that just going to loom? I didn't even think of that. Is that just going to loom over the whole year? With right. questions about what are you gonna do? Exactly, because that's exactly what I was thinking about. Like, it, if it were up to me, I would rather answer this question now, and 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 try and bang out an extension if that's what you want mm-hmm. before the season even starts, so you don't have to worry because you're gonna hear about this nonstop. It's LeBron. You will hear about it nonstop. Lakers going a three game losing streak. LeBron's gonna leave. Lakers going a five game win streak, which probably won't happen. <laughs> he's going to sign an extension. You know what I mean? Like it's going to be nonstop. Yeah. And like, I wonder again, I don't know how the, the CBA rules on this, but you would think like they would want to get done even before they hire a new coach, right? Like you want that as a, you want LeBron in showing that he's committed for a while before that next coach signs. Um, because you probably have LeBron in mind with who you try to target too. I think, how would you answer that question right now, though, as we stand here on April? <laughs> How would you answer that question now? Because, you know, if LeBron is going to command 50 plus million dollars for the next two seasons, and then Anthony Davis is going to make, he's going to make 37.9 this year, 40 in 23, 24. And if he, like you said, if he stays, 43.2 million. And then if LeBron's making 50, Mm-hmm. Just per se, I don't know what he would make, but it won't be a low, a little number. Like, is that really the smartest move for the Lakers? I mean, I think in the short term, you you would probably have to say, it. yeah, because you don't. Again, you don't have draft picks. You don't have a lot of um, trade options. How how appealing do you think the Lakers would be if LeBron were to leave and you just have AD? If you have AD, like and- what what's there? Who's your That's, coach? Right. Again, again, you don't know. Like right. you have AD, THT still under contract, Stanley Johnson, winning Gabriel, Austin Reeves, 
can you lure in big free agents to, to right. join that? Well, should we just have fun and look at the 2023 free agents? <laughs> Let's be real <laughs> Laker fans and just look at uh, look ahead. I mean, I guess we could as just like a like an experiment because Eric Pickus did mention like the Lakers could have up to like 70 million if right. they renounce everyone and LeBron doesn't sign an extension and just have a D on the roster. Like they could have spending power. I mean, I think this is how I think on spot track, they have the age that they will be at the time of free agency. Um, James Harden will be almost 34. Bradley Beal will be 30. Kyrie will be 31. Andrew Wiggins will be 28. Jokic will be 28. D'Angelo Russell will be 27. Um, Jeremy Grant will be 29. Miles Turner will be 27. Bogdanovich. I don't know. There's a lot of names on here. Who knows if they'll sign extensions? Who knows what they'll be? There's situation will be but do those names make more sense than a lebron james i was saying like even if you were to get two of those names do you think they give you a better chance than just having lebron and ad i mean if you give me like a kyrie irving maybe i mean the guy's amazing dude like he he is what he is but as far as a player goes like that guy is good like Mm. i think there's a real question on who's better between him and kd right now like right now i'm not saying in general because Kyrie is ridiculous, dude. He's been playing ridiculous. And now that he's like can play every game, I don't know. I really personally, I really like Kyrie. I don't know if him in LA is like the greatest idea of all time, <laughs> but I I don't know. Because see, this is like the 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 problem with the what if and the hypothetical in the NBA. I don't know what LeBron James is gonna look like at 39 years old, you know? So it's an interesting question. And these are the decisions that are gonna be placed on the table of Rob Palinka. Mm. Uh, do you like where are you out the, the extension do you think it happens do you think lebron's i think if LA? he's going to keep playing basketball in the nba i think it's i mean where's he gonna go like that's, that's the other the thing, thing too like where's he gonna go lebron james is so much more than basketball at this point in his career does he really want to leave la is he really going to turn down max money like is it going to be that awful if it's going to be that awful, LeBron might be GM player at that point. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Plinko will be gone. And, like, and I was making a joke, but really, like, if it's that awful this season, there's going to be way more questions to answer than LeBron James at that point. I was going to say, if, if it doesn't work out again this year, I don't know how you could not uh, go after Plinka, right? Like, I don't know how he's yeah. safe if it, if it once again goes wrong because he already fired the coach. Um, outside of trading LeBron or AD, which you're not going to do, that's it. I would say, well, let me ask you this and then I'll, what is the least furthest the Lakers can go in 2023 for Palinka to be Ooh, safe? It's a good question. So where do they have to at least hit? Like how far do they have to go for us not to be pissed off at Rob Palinka? I would say like at least the semifinals. The Western Conference Finals or the Western semi, Conference semi, semis? Yeah. So second the, round of the playoffs? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, considering the year the they play had... In. You can't be in the play-in. You have to be a firm playoff team. Even if it's like outside of home court advantage, you have to like be a playoff team, win that first series. Um, if you lose in the second series, so be it. But Yeah, let's not forget, Lakers... We're a playing team last year as well. 
and then mm-hmm. no nothing this year. So, yeah, I I think they got to be I want to Yeah, you know, your answer makes more sense than mine. I think mine it's probably very unrealistic. Yeah, you, I know you're you're a little higher, right? Western Conference Finals, like losing in the Western Conference Finals because I think that's the standard that the team has set for themselves. Yeah. And it's not an unfair want how realistic is it is a whole different conversation but i think that if rob palinka doesn't get this team definitely they gotta win the first round and man i would i i I don't know to see to see him losing the second round would be would probably be considered a failure still i don't know if that's enough to fire him though that's why i think your answer is correct i think if he's able to re because he's going to get credit for rebuilding this thing I think a lot of it does, although they're always going to be measured with their postseason success, I think how they look in the regular season especially is, is really critical. Like if they're again like seven, nine seed battling for the play-in, even if, they make, even if they make a run in the playoffs, I think that speaks volumes to the roster construction he did over the offseason versus being a five, six seed, being really solid all year, and you just catch a bad break in the second round. Like, yeah. Those are different perception things. It's a very interesting conversation we just had today. Lots of what ifs, lots of questions, but that's what happens when you don't make the playoffs and you're Los Angeles Lakers. There's way more questions than answers for everything that's happening. Uh, we will continue to watch the playoffs. Uh, like we said, Alex, do you would do you think your your Raptors will still be playing by the time we talk next Tuesday? I think I think the Raptors have a chance at, to make it into the series still. Yeah, so they've, they they, they've had bad breaks. They've had injuries. Uh, Gary Trent Jr. has been sick. Philadelphia has been to the free throw line like a hundred times a game, <laughs> like between Harden and Embiid. Dude, they, so, the refs got to figure something out there. Yes, like, I, I think they'll they'll make it a series. What somehow. was the free throw discrepancy yesterday? Wasn't it just? Didn't I think Embiid had like eleven in the first quarter alone at, at one of these games? So. It's, it's just the nuts. Raptors shot 12 and the Sixers shot 30. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty tough to win games that way. If the Raptors are still playing by next Tuesday, that means they have made it to game six. I would say so. I, I think they'll still be in it by then. Okay. For sure. My team will still be in. There's no way the Grizzlies are going to get. Oh, man. If Minnesota can, can upset them though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as we sit here, they're losing four to three. so we'll see what happens with my grizzlies and alex's raptors this was fun yeah i like hypothetical podcasts because you you can just keep going and going Mm -hmm. and going and going um alex have you watched winning time at all you know what i i i actually have not i have hbo max are you boycotting like magic johnson i was gonna say i i did i did uh see kareem's comments on it today yeah kareem watched one episode parts of one and was like wrote a whole blog about it like he only referenced one episode there's been eight or seven now and i listen i completely understand if you had nothing to do with this series and then you're seeing yourself portrayed sure. in a way in any way in any sort of way if they make you look like the coolest motherfucker like you probably still be like that wasn't you know what i mean like mm. i i totally understand that it's probably weird as hell but I follow Jeff Perlman. I've interviewed Jeff Perlman. He was like, and he even did a whole thread about Kareem. He's like, I begged him to let me interview him for my book. I begged, like I, he literally went off on Kareem, but understood where he was coming from, I guess. So I'm, I'm the same way. 
I get it if players are upset about it, especially like, but Magic, I just feel like Magic has his own docuseries. He just wants to promote yeah. that coming up, which is like in three days, I think, four days. And then Hulu is doing a 10-part documentary on the Lakers, a la The Last Dance. Are they, oh, are they really? That's what Kareem know. referenced oh, on, his, okay. on his blog today at the end of it. Huh. So there'll be a lot of Laker content coming out. You got the winning time, which I think is a fantastically entertaining show. And yes, if you go back and fact check things like scores and results, yes, they're dramatizing it because it's a fictional show. And I just think it's a great show. I really do. I think it's very entertaining. I, I've and seen I recommend the, it, dude. Yeah, I've seen the Jerry West memes all around Twitter yeah. and those seem really funny. So I might just check it out for that. Yeah, it has literally shattered my perception of what I thought every like legendary person was on this show. But then I also realized like it's a work of fiction. Mm -hmm. So I'm not taking it as like Jerry West was only an angry piece of shit. Like I kind (laughs) of get that he had that people have layers, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it's a good show. You should check it out, man. I'll check it out. Or you could just wait till it's over and then binge them all. Yeah. Because it is rough watching week to week. I hate that. Like Netflix has ruined us. I've heard good things about it. I, again, like I, I'm not going into it thinking I'm watching a documentary about this, this Showtime Lakers. I assumed it uh, yeah. based on the trailers. It wasn't going to be that. So if you go into, I guess, expecting just to be entertained, then I, I'm not sure how you can have criticisms of it. It's also, I don't know how, obviously, like I said, it's a work of fiction. And I don't know how fair it is to Jeannie, but the way they portray Jerry Buss to just get it done, right? Like to make this team a championship team on his first year like like i said i don't know how much of it is accurate but the way they're portraying jerry bus at the time of where the lakers are just where she just seems to be just handing it off you know like you guys make it happen it's not a very good look for our current owner of the lakers <laughs> the, the timing of the series coming out perfect i mean per oh yeah like perfect i i bet the creators could not have planned it any better given how bad the lakers have been this year yeah so. i'm sure they're stoked yeah. I mean, he already got picked up for season two. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, it's doing well. And, uh, but yeah. All right, Alex. Well, we'll see what happens by next Tuesday. We'll see who's still playing. We'll see if the, maybe, Hey, who knows? Maybe the Raptors get swept and the Lakers have Nick nurses their coach by next Tuesday. I would say, how quickly do you think that happens? Like if say they get swept, do you think the Lakers, is it one of those Frank Vogel gets fired? right after the game nick nurse gets hired right after the game type deals nah. they now nah, they're gonna let this actual... one this one's gonna have some legs okay. this one's, i think we're gonna have multiple reports we're gonna have multiple long pieces and then yeah and then i mean like you said they have to trade for him unless they fire him yeah, that's true what if they fire him that'd be nice all right alex this is great follow alex at alex m regla on twitter you could read his work. There's going to be lots of cool stuff happening at silverscreenandroll.com. Now that we are in the offseason, there is no offseason at silverscreenandroll.com. Alex, tell everybody what's happening as far as write, uh, written content goes. Yeah, so I'm not sure when the first one's coming up, but we're going to start our player review series, which is kind of cool. Each of us got to grab a player or two and write about how they performed in the season, what their contract situations look like going forward, would we personally want them back or expect them back next year? And I think there's a lot of players who um, you can make cases for or against and um, a lot of interesting contract numbers. And yeah, I I think it's a fun series to kind of reflect and also 
um, predict what's going to happen going into the summer. So check that out at Alex M Regla on Twitter, silverscreenroll.com for all the latest Lakers news. That's website never sleeps, man. I'm telling you, if there's a rumor, it's plastered on silverscreenroll.com. I'm Alex Padilla at Alex Padilla 86. If you want to follow me there as well, subscribe to this podcast, wherever you're listening, Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever, just subscribe and give us a like, follow, rate, review, whatever you got to do. Appreciate it to everybody that listens, especially in the off season. Alex, have a great week. We'll talk to everybody next week. Thanks, dude. Thanks, man.